Hey there, welcome to the Balanced Beautiful Body, a podcast that explores how women are finding balance and beauty in the pursuit of their dreams, one conversation at a time. Whether you are an entrepreneur, a mother, student, wife, maybe a friend, or heck, any other title, we are serving up hot conversations for you every week of women just like you finding balance and beauty in their daily lives. Hosted by female entrepreneur, coffee connoisseur, full-time working wife, fitness instructor, and dog mom to two wild German short-haired pointers, I am your host, Alex Hushik. Join me for coffee for your weekly conversation with fellow boss babes just like you. If you're looking to ditch the highlight reel and step into the real-life arena of finding balance and beauty with other like-minded women, you're in the right place. Get rid of the inauthentic, sit down with your favorite beverage, and let's do our work together as one body founded on authentic balance and beauty. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Balanced Beautiful Body. I'm your host, Alex Hushik, and this week we will be getting to know a woman who is near and dear to me in my own personal life who I've known for years. Her name is Melody Pierce. She is the founder and creator of Steps Recovery Coaching, which is an eating disorder and body acceptance coaching service. So without further ado, we're going to dive right in to how Melody supports her clients, her community, and beyond with the topic of eating disorders and body acceptance. Hello, Melody. Welcome to The Balanced Beautiful Body. How are you doing? Hello. I'm so excited to be here. I am doing good. How are you? Oh, I'm good. It's good to hear your voice. It's good to just know that we're going to be able to catch up a little bit here and share the incredible woman that you are the business venture you have created that is changing lives and also get to know about your journey, what led you to where you are, where you're going. And we're also going to talk a little bit about gratitude this week. So to shake things up, but um, to go ahead and just dive right into it. The first thing I like to ask everyone is this is a coffee style conversation. So as if you and I were going to go grab a cup of coffee, I have to know, what is your favorite beverage of choice? can be coffee. It could be something else, but mine is a vanilla latte with oat milk, hands down, all the time. Stop it. I mean, you know me so well. I feel like we grab coffee every single time, and mm-hmm. mine is also a vanilla oat milk latte. I actually just got one of those <laughs> yesterday, so yes. we, are, we are very similar in that regard, but yeah, I love a good coffee. It's, you know, in all shapes and sizes there, I can I can down a coffee faster than you can probably say my name out loud, so it's a no, no, it's very true. Like, honestly, I, it is something that I have a hard time drinking it in one sitting. Like, I'm notorious for starting a cup, and then I don't finish it for like an hour, and I know with you, you're like, oh, I've had it, and it's been two minutes. Like, I need a second cup of coffee. <laughs> It's gone. It's gone. No, no exactly. You're like not messing around and I love it. <laughs> so um, I wanted to ask, so in order for people to get to know you a little bit better, your business is called Steps Recovery Coaching. So what is something that you would like to share about your business? Something that 
you know, maybe has led you to start that journey and also maybe a little bit about your life. Because for those who are listening, Melody and I met, what was it, four years ago now, backstage competing in a Miss America organization pageant in Arizona. So there's a lot that we have lived through life together. And I'm just really excited for you to share all of that in a nutshell. So let's get to know you. Yeah, and that's kind of honestly where my journey began. So I had struggled with an eating disorder in my youth um, and then had ran into the wonderful world of pageantry, which gave women this platform to speak about what they're passionate about and to create awareness and to just um, really impact the community. And so that's where Steps was really born, was on that pageant stage, which is funny enough. But I remember we were sitting backstage and we do introductions before the pageant where you say your name and your platform. And so Alex and I had recognized that we both had similar platforms with eating and body image. And she had come up to me and be and she said, Oh, you were like, Oh, do you want to partner on something? And I was brand spanking new and this beautiful vision of a human like comes up to me and it's just like, hi, do you want to be my friend? And I was like, Oh my gosh, yes, I want to be your friend. This is my best day ever. I was stoked. And I think from there, we were pretty inseparable. We did everything together as far as public service initiatives and just everything that we were able to accomplish um, in the couple years that we competed together was such a blessing. But yeah, so that's where STEPS started. So STEPS is an acronym, actually. It stands for Support, Talk, Educate, Prepare, and Strengthen. And it started as an acronym that I could use when I went and spoke in schools as a title holder, because we often do these school tours where you're able to go speak to the classes and say, you know, this is what I want to educate you on today. And you have a lot of fun. You get to play with the kids. And so I thought STEPS was kind of the easiest way that I could get in there and leave them with something that was tangible and memorable with an acronym. So that's where that was created. And it was literally, I mean, I think I was sitting just on my couch one day and I was like, support, talk, educate, prepare, strengthen. Sounds great. Like it just happened, Um, which was such a blessing. But from there, it just grew and grew and grew into everything. And I think that comes with, I'm a very goal-driven person. And so every year that I competed, I wanted to continue forging longer goals and just better goals for myself so that I kept growing as a person and as a title holder and a leader and and now a businesswoman. And so one of, I think two years ago, I started Steps um, as a business and I knew that that was the next step. I, well, you know, punny, we're going to say step a lot here, but I knew that that I'm ready for it. Bring it on. I knew that was the next move. And um, I was so excited for it. I was super scared. I had no idea what an LLC was. I did it all myself um, with my little Mac laptop and a prayer and <laughs> we figured it out. But uh, it was such a blessing. And it that's just how it kind of came to be was, you know, starting as this acronym that I spoke to children about and then growing into a curriculum for our third through sixth grade students. And I'm still developing that curriculum for younger and older kids. And then into a business where I am an eating disorder recovery and body acceptance coach. Absolutely amazing. There is so much that you just jam packed in there that I wish we had like, I don't know, all day to kind of like work through. But I love, I truly love 
your story specifically because when you tell it, your passion comes through. And like you said, Mel, like we have worked alongside each other during our time in pageants together, through advocacy work, different charity events, you name it. We were like each other's wing woman during the whole thing. And it was, yeah. it was amazing to be able to share that space with you yeah. while also growing our ourselves, growing our own businesses, maturing. And what really stuck out, stood out to me is when you said you it started with your MacBook and a prayer. And truly, I know there are so many people who are listening saying, hey, I've been there. I know how that feels. I have this amazing idea that I know is going to change lives in the world. But it's just me and this idea here. Where do I begin? So I love that you share the realness of it can be anyone who is listening here. If you have that idea, you have that dream. All you need is just a little bit and it can take you really far. So to dive into steps recovery just a little bit more, um, I know you went through the acronym, which by the way is very catchy, and I'm a very creative person, or I like to think I am, but when it comes to acronyms or hashtags, things of that nature, uh, I struggle. So uh, kudos to you for coming up with that because it's so (laughs) easy to remember, support, talk, educate, prepare, and strengthen. So I absolutely love that, but I wanted to know in your own words, what is what is this business all about to you? What is your your mission or your why behind this? It's really all about giving people their lives back, right? Because we sit here with these societal pressures of what we need to look like, what we need to feel like, what we need to eat, what we need to drink, kombucha, apple cider vinegar, whatever it is. You know, we sit with this narrative every single day that I think really encompasses us and just drags us down. I mean, I'm 24, but I felt that. And I obviously had an eating disorder, which was pretty severe. Um, So it came from a different place. But I know even the average women, average men, they feel these pressures and these stresses. And so my biggest goal is to release that tension. We're getting rid of it. We don't have time for it in 2020. We don't have time for it in 2021. Like we're done with diet culture. We're done with negative body image talk. We're done with it. And so that's one of my biggest things is just letting people understand that you don't have to live a life guided by society's pressures, that you can just release that and be 100% who you are and not have to apologize and not have to change yourself and that you can just really thrive in your own body. Amen to that, sister. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, it's it's very true. And I love that you're such a light in this space. But not only that, but you are educated, you are certified to be a coach, to not just spew positivity or whatever your message is all over the place, but you can actually help people you know, you can provide tips, you can provide resources. And if it's not working, you know, somebody who you can connect them with. And that's why I see so much value in what you do, not just through your curriculum, but how you get to work one-on-one with your clients is really amazing. And one thing I did want to ask you, just because I find statistics can be really misleading, I would love if you could share a couple of your, I don't even want to say favorite, but maybe like most memorable statistics that really kind of paint a good picture of truly how widespread eating disorders, body dysmorphia is in our community. It's not just, oh, it affects us. But if you have Mm -hmm. anything to share with people for them to take away, I would love to hear your knowledge. Oh, yes, I do. Eating disorders are the deadliest mental illness. 
So when we think about mental illnesses, we think depression, anxiety, schizophrenia, et cetera, et cetera. Eating disorders obviously have that physical component that make it so much more and deadly is just the word that comes to mind. And it's, it's horrible. It's really, really scary that that, you know, is something that so many people struggle with. 30 million people will struggle with a clinically significant eating disorder at some point in their lifetime. And that is usually broken up by 20 million women and 10 million men. So this doesn't discriminate. This isn't something that just happens to women that doesn't happen to men. Uh, It can happen to anyone and at any age. I was diagnosed with an eating disorder at 10 years old. So you have to understand that this isn't something that happens to you, you know, just in your teens or just in your early 20s or whatever it might be, whatever you might think that it is. It's not that. And I think that's very true also with a lot of the eating disorders when we think of anorexia. You can be in a bigger body and be anorexic. And that's something that a lot of people don't understand. They think that they have to physically see an eating disorder present on a person in order to say that it is significant. And that's not true. I've seen someone who, you know, restricts a certain amount of calories. They are, they are, they have an eating disorder. You know, if you are only eating certain foods and you have fear foods that you don't eat and that you are restricting calories or you are binging at night because you're not eating enough during the day, those are eating disorders. So it doesn't have to be anything, you know, crazy. You don't have to be 90 pounds in a treatment center, but you can still have an eating disorder any size and in any body. And I think that that's what's really scary because it's something that like depression and like anxiety is very well hidden. And so um, that's, you know, a really big purpose of mine is to make sure that people understand that these aren't always things that people wear on their sleeve and that, you know, people with eating disorders are really sneaky. I know that I was in my youth and I really knew how to hide it and get around meal times and things like that. So we have to be cognizant of what our young people and, you know, any person is going through and that we tune in a little bit to what eating disorders are and how we can combat against them at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. No, I I think you just left some really good points for people to sit with and allow them the space to say, okay, look, this is what societal norms have said eating disorders are. This is the image I had in my head of what it is. Let's start to break through those and recognize that there is a huge portion of our population who is affected by this. And even if you aren't personally, most likely you know someone who is, whether or not they're dealing with that battle silently or not. And that's why I love that you've created a program to be able to help with this. So I did want to ask you, what is something that just the average person listening, say they have someone in their life who maybe they recognize is struggling with this battle? I mean, like you said, it is the deadliest of all mental illnesses. Mm -hmm. What is something, one or two tips that you would recommend that they could possibly help with because sometimes it can it can feel like I don't know how to help someone. Right, absolutely. I think also I want to make the point internally if you're at a point in your life where food is taking up any amount of your thought space other than I'm going to eat this apple and it's going to be fine, then you need to talk to someone about it and you need to, you know, get rid of that food shame because I think that also happens to a lot of people where they are obsessing over food and thinking about it 24/7. And that's something that you don't have to deal with. So I do want to throw that in there too, that if you are, if it's your main thought process, it doesn't have to be. 
Mm-hmm. And as for helping someone else with an eating disorder, or if you think someone has an eating disorder, definitely reach out to me. I have the resources to connect you. But also, if you do a quick Google search, NIDA, the National Eating Disorder Association, has a lot of great resources that they can connect you to locally, uh, wherever you might be in the United States. And that is just a really easy way to get some tips and tricks. I have resource sheets on my website to say, okay, I think someone has an eating disorder what do I do now? Um, and I send those out to people so that we can kind of talk through it because it kind of helps to have someone in your corner to be like, all right, this is your game plan. Because at the end of the day, every single person in every single situation is so different that it's really hard to be like, okay, I'm just going to sit down and listen to them and we're going to figure it out because that might not be what works right then and there. Um, I've had a lot of sorority girls recently reach out to me and they were like, one of my sorority sisters is struggling with an eating disorder. What do I do? Well, that's a very different dynamic than a friend or a sister or brother, you know, that's pretty much just a peer. And so, you know, the way you're going to approach that is a little bit different in the fact that you're going to tell them that you're noticing some things and that you care about them and that you have a resource if they're interested in help. Um, So Mm -hmm. those are, those are my main facts if there is someone in your area who is a coach to reach out and even if they're not in your area, but to reach out to a coach because they can really connect you with resources that are just more personal to you that will help you. Perfect. No, I think that's that's a huge asset right there. And I will be sure to link many of those resources in the show notes. So for anybody who is listening, it'll be easy for you to access as well as um, Melody's contact. So if you want to check out her page, her coaching, um, that's a great resource to go to. So Pivoting just a little bit, I wanted to know at what point, Mel, maybe there was a a specific moment that led you to start your own business, or maybe it was a culmination of events that you were like, this is just the natural next step. So Mm -hmm. I want to know in your own words, kind of what that journey looked like for you and any advice you might have for anyone who is on that journey right now. It was so fun. I was on fire the whole time. I was in college when I started my business. And at the time, Alex and I were actually hosting weekly eating disorder support groups on our college campus. And so that was something that we were bringing to these college students that wasn't being brought before. And I realized when we were doing that, we were hosting these groups, the impact that we were having on these kids and the just how much our community needed this. And I had followed a podcast of, her name's Holly Lowry, And I had followed her podcast for a really long time, and she's an eating disorder coach. And I was always so inspired by her. I thought she was the coolest human on this planet. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I want to be with her one day. I have no idea how to do it. I don't really know how to get there, but I know that I want to do that and that I love what she does for New York. She works out of New York. She obviously has clients across the United States, but is landed in New York. And there's no one here in Arizona that is a recovery coach that I know of. And so at the time, there's a couple more now, but at the time there was no one. And so I was like, okay, this is needed. You know, I saw the need in my community. I saw the impact that I could make one-on-one with these college students, with students that I'd spoken to in schools, with community members that I'd helped at walks. You know, I'd seen my impact throughout my community just day to day as I was growing in this career that I didn't even know I was building at the time. And then, you know, once we had finished college and, or we're finishing college, I think it was my, one of my last semesters, I was like, yeah, I just really, I really want to take this to the next level. And so that's when I researched 
getting certified and I finished a six month certification in two weeks because I was that on fire. I was that ready for this to happen. So, uh, you know, it, it really can, if you want it to happen, Google, I'm telling you, Google will teach you a lot of things. Like I created my whole website by myself. Um, I did my whole LLC by myself. I really, honestly, I was like, if I have a question, Google is my lawyer. Google is my, my web <laughs> developer. Like it did it all. That's amazing. That's really amazing. And honestly, to be a testament to what you are saying, it was a honor and privilege to be able to see the start of this journey for you. And when you're like, Alex, I'm, I'm starting a coaching business because I literally cannot find anyone in this area who's doing it. And I'm telling you, you could just the fire on Melody was like radiating to everyone around her. She's like, I'm changing the world. That's just how it's going to be. And I'm going to figure it out. Um, do you want to come on this journey with me, basically? And um, it's really, really a beautiful journey, especially because at the time, Mel, you were a full-time student. You were also working and competing in pageants. And the reason I take a moment to point that out is because you obviously were juggling a lot just like many of the people in our close circles do. I think, you know, that <laughs> that tendency in yourself, myself, tends to attract towards one another. And I think it's really important to remember and hold space for the fact that that doesn't mean it's easy. It might be fun and we might be fired up, but it definitely takes grit and determination and having that passion for what your vision is, for what you are creating. And so I wanted to ask you, like within your own life and your business, how do you, how did you then, or maybe how do you now continue to find balance in your work-life balance, as well as how do you see or create beauty? So it's twofold, but just wanted to know, like in your own words of wisdom, how, how that manifests in your life. I find a lot of balance through my friendships. So I keep really strong, just well-rounded humans in my corner. And, you know, we all mess up. Okay, we're not we're not perfect people by any means. But I do I do have really amazing friends at the end of the day. Like I have just this special flock of humans um, that I am just so blessed to have, you know, with me through every walk of life and to support me and to hold my hand and to make sure I'm okay on whatever day of the week it is. And so I think those are the people that keep me balanced. I couldn't do it without them. That's how I have fun. I'm a very social person. And so I need, you know, those friendships in order to be the best person that I can be. And I know we all learn a lot from each other being the driven women that we are. So that's what keeps me balanced. And then what was the second part? Yeah. How do you see or create beauty in your life? I see beauty in people when they release the diet bullshit. That's when I'm like, I'm thrilled. Like when I can finally break through, I see so much beauty in our world. And the fact that we as human beings are so strong and capable, and we have such ironclad minds that are meant to think about changing the world and think about, you know, being the best mom and think about just being your best self and working out or whatever it is like we have these beings and these bodies and these minds that are so outstanding and so when I see people that are able to finally unlock that part of their brain and release the part that's thinking about food all the time and finally get to tap into them living their lives I think I mean there's nothing more beautiful than that 
Mm, which I'm sure in your line of work, you get to see that probably, I don't know if it's like on a regular basis, but you probably get to be in that front row seat for your clients when they have, whether it's a tiny victory or a huge breakthrough to say, like you said, you ditch the diet bullshit because that's really what it is. And Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it's so amazing that you have created the space for people, which is a space that's creating beauty. And it's in a very unconventional sense of what many of us have been taught beauty is or looks like in our life. So I really applaud you for that. And there's just so much value there. So thank you, Mel, for sharing that. And then lastly, on the topic of balance and beauty, I wanted to ask in your own words, maybe you have a mantra for this, but how How do you interpret or what does balance and beauty mean to you in your life? I think it's just knowing and finding your purpose and always chasing after it. My purpose has changed a thousand and ten times. Okay. I went from a college student to a public relations professional and I still do PR, but you know, to a business owner, to whatever it is. And so never letting yourself settle. And always kind of scaring yourself with your goals is, I think, a good place. Yes. I, I just never was like, okay, this is it. This is all I'm going to do. Like, even now, I've, I'm doing, I think, the most. And I still am like, there's something else on the horizon. There's something else that's going to happen. Like, I'm ready for my next adventure. And I'm ready to continue to do more. And so I think that's just really what what drives me and what makes life so much stinking fun is that it never stops and it's not perfect and it's going to continue moving and it's going to be a blast regardless and that you get to make whatever you want of it at the end of the day. Yes. Oh, so much yes to that. I (laughs) truly, I find so much value in asking each of the guests who are on here, what balance and beauty means to them, because without fault, like everyone answers it differently, uniquely in their own way. And that is the point. The point is it looks different and means something different to each and every one of us. And I think that's such an important conversation to have because when you're as busy of a go-getter as you are, Melody, that's something that it's important to make it your own. Because if you made it what it means to me, Alex it might not fit the way you live your life. And that's just, that is, there's so much beauty there. So changing gears away from balance and beauty, I wanted to, which I've, I've filled you in, I've let you know that November, for those who don't know, is the month of gratitude. And because of that, I'm asking each of our guests who are coming on this month, three things that they're grateful for. It's just rapid fire. First things that come to your mind. And I'm going to let you know, my top three right now are having these conversations with women like you starting this business in the middle of a pandemic and honestly, just growing significantly and owning my own business day in and day out, because I am grateful for the struggle of that because it's taught me so much about myself and others. So now I want to hear from you. What are three things you are grateful for? Um, recently I am grateful for Cholua. I have recently become obsessed. I know that this is not a new hot sauce on the market, but it is, um, very exciting to me right now. I don't know why. So that, um, my friendships, I, once again, just, I thrive and I live off of the people in my corner. Um, and I'm also grateful for Christmas pajamas. I'm so excited to get some Christmas jammies in this household. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's so wonderful. I love that, Mel. And that's a good reminder because um, I need to get some too for me and uh, my husband. And honestly, if my dogs would wear them, I would for sure get them for them, but they tear everything up. So um, <laughs> I'll just have to keep dreaming about that. But thanks for the Christmas jammies plug. And yes, Jalula is literally life to me. So I'm glad you're on the bandwagon with that one. Um, and then- yeah, it is. It really is. Um, to close out here, I wanted to ask you, what is the most helpful way for those who are listening to be able to find your information, to contact you? Do you have a preference of what social media channel, or maybe there's a couple, but I figured I would ask you, and then we'll go ahead and link those in the show notes. Yes, definitely the best way to contact me is via my website, which is stepsrecoverycoach.com or shoot me an email. It's melody at stepsrecoverycoach.com. So either of those are typically the best way to get in contact with me. And my Instagram is always open. I am an Instagram fanatic and that is steps underscore recovery. So very easy, all of the steps, taking the steps, but I would love to see you in my inbox. Yes, and Melody did mention she is in PR. So truly, go check out her pages, even if you weren't interested before, because they're so well-branded. I just have to say, my friend, you do a beautiful job across all your platforms. So I just had to shamelessly plug you for a second there. Ah, bless your soul. See, this this is good friendship, ladies. I'm telling you, you need to find people who are going to lift you up, who are going to support you in your endeavors, who are going to walk alongside you, who are going to have their own dreams, like... Just our, our friendship and our connection are so powerful because we've truly changed lives and the world together. And I just think that's the coolest thing that any two people can do. Ah, yes. All the chills, all the feels. (laughs) I'm thankful for you. I'm grateful for you. And thank you from the bottom of my heart for joining me today for this conversation. Thank you so much for having me. All right, there you have it. I hope you all have enjoyed your time getting to know Melody Pierce, dear friend of mine, but also an advocate for our community within the mental health space, specifically with eating disorders and recovery. If you are interested in any of her services or following along with all the exciting things that she is constantly up to, find her on Instagram. Once again, that's at steps underscore recovery or by going to her website, stepsrecoverycoach.com. Again, on her page on her website is her preferred method to get in touch with her about any questions, coaching, or maybe even resources. Also, check it out. She's got some pretty exciting things that are out there in the press. Remember, she is in PR and she's fabulous at what she does. So go ahead, check her out, show her some love. And until next week, I hope you all are enjoying the month of gratitude because I'm grateful for you. Bye.